Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Live to Shoot podcast. My name is Jeff Dowdle, and I have been a licensed firearm dealer for the last 15 years. In this podcast, we talk about all things related to the Second Amendment, anything else going on in the news, or something else might be going on in my personal life. So welcome, welcome, welcome. So the news, this, in the last several weeks, we've had some unfortunate incidents, shootings at the school in uh, Nashville and Kentucky, some some different events, and you know that gets people wringing their hands and having an outcry about you know tougher gun laws and banning assault weapons. You know, anytime it happens, our president goes out and you know says he's going to ban assault weapons and and such. And but one of the common cries you hear is about universal background checks and how we need to implement universal background checks. And it seems so reasonable. You know, that's what they always say. It's, you know, we're just looking for some reasonable gun, gun safety laws and universal background checks. It just makes sense. Why not check somebody's background before you sell them a handgun? I thought I'd dig into that just a little bit today. So I've got an article from the John Hopkins Center for Gun Violence Solutions, and they're talking about universal background checks. And I'm just going to quote some things and then from the article, and then we might just, we'll discuss it a little bit, and then we'll go on from there. So first off, in the the language that's in this article is interesting, too. Is, you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. Current federal law has a dangerous loophole that allows people who are prohibited from purchasing and possessing firearms to easily access guns from private parties without a background check. And it says more than 90% of Americans support universal background checks. It says background checks are a critical tool used by law enforcement to stop prohibited purchasers from purchasing and possessing firearms. They are the foundation for many gun violence prevention policies. So let's talk about this dangerous loophole. Let's talk about background check, background check process to begin with as a dealer. And I'm, there are a number of states that, 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 that this is different. I'm going to be speaking specifically to Texas. Texas is the most basic, straightforward and freedom loving and reasonable approach to this is that if you are buying a gun from a retailer, whether that retailer is a licensed firearm dealer at a gun show or they have their own brick and mortar, that that dealer has to first have you fill out the 4473. Every dealer has to make you fill out the 4473, which is the transfer form. And then they will run a background check on you through the federal NICS system, the FBI NICS system. And with one exception, if you are a license to carry holder, you do not have to have your background check run because you've already had your background check run as a process of getting that license to carry. So every person that buys a gun from a licensed dealer has a background check run either at the time of purchase or prior to purchase when they got their license to carry. So there is no loophole in that. So the loophole then that they're talking about is a private person, individual, individual, me to my neighbor, me to my son, buying something and giving it as a gift. Those are the things that people are so concerned about. But is that how truly criminals are getting their guns? No. They are not there. I mean, there are the occasion, yes, but they are not doing that. The trafficking of illegal guns is a business. It's an illegal 
business. And these people go out and they get, they get their guns in a variety of ways. They steal them for the most part, right? Whether they're breaking into homes or cars or whatever, they are stealing them. Most guns that are found at crimes that are illegal have been stolen at some point in time. So, and, and that there are people that they are specializing in this. And this is not something where just somebody goes and decides they're going to just go knock on the door of their neighbor and say, Hey, I want to buy your handgun. Will you do it and not do a background check? So that there is no loophole. That is just private property sales from one person to another. Now, this stat says more than 90% of Americans support universal background checks. I haven't looked at the studies that say this, but, you know, on the surface, if you ask somebody, it seems like a reasonable thing until you explain to them the process and what else is entailed. And we're going to, we're going to get into that here in just a, in a little bit more about what, what the true purpose of their desire for the universal background check is. It says, uh, the, this private sale loophole, the, this dangerous one we talked about. Well, I'll go back. There, there's a dangerous loophole in the current background check system. The law only applies to guns purchased through federal licensed dealers engaged in the business of selling firearms. This law excludes individuals who make occasional sales, exchange, or purchases of firearms for the enhancement of a personal collection or for a hobby or sell part of the collection, personal collection of firearms. True. Nothing wrong with that. I don't see. It says this private sale loophole creates an avenue for pro- prohibited purchasers, including people convicted of felonies and crimes of domestic violence, to easily, easily buy guns. Not so really. Millions of people acquire guns without background checks every year, and they are more likely to do so in states that do not regulate private gun sales. In 2015, a survey found that nearly one in four gun owners who acquired guns within the last two years did so without a background check. And again, I go back to a background check at the time of purchase is not required when you carry a license to carry a concealed handgun type license. And that's true in most states. And as my personal experience, at least half of the purchases, transfers that I do are people with license to carry. I only run a background check maybe 50% of the time, maybe even less than that. So yeah, true. I'm not running background checks at the time of purchase, but these people have already been vetted. Guns purchased in states with weak gun laws are often trafficked to states with stronger background check requirements. Virginia has long been an example, but in 2020, lawmakers took the first steps to successfully close this dangerous loophole. So they're saying that people come over to Texas, you know, they, we have weak gun laws because you could potentially buy a gun from an individual and do a face-to-face transfer and not get a background check. And then they traffic it over. <laughs> Trust me, people that are, this is a business and they have to do this in volumes that require organization and that requires methods and processes, which is really basically stealing these guns. They're not just buying them in Texas and carrying them to California that, that's too much effort. Okay. Now they, they make their way there, but at times, but also these, these people are criminals. They do state that many states have aimed to close the private loophole. There's 12 that now require you to, 
to have a background check done on private sales. And we're going to get into how they're doing this in just a minute, because that is the key component of why background checks are such a dangerous thing. Now, then they come down here and they say, they admit to something and say background checks provide the foundation for many other gun violence provision policies by ensuring prohibited purchasers are stopped from buying guns at the point of sale. Research finds that universal background background checks at the state level reduce illegal interstate gun trafficking, which often fuels gun violence in cities. States, universal background checks laws are linked to, to a 29% decrease in crimes guns trafficked across the lines. While these findings are promising, the impacts of state universal background checks laws by themselves are limited. <laughs> Again, they're limited. The impacts are limited. It says, ultimately, many solutions are required to stop gun violence, and universal background checks are the foundation. Evidence-based policies like extreme risk laws, domestic violence prohibition, licensing, and age-related purchase prohibitions are all reliant on an effective background system. So I want to talk about this point really quick. So they're saying the background checks don't do it. And then they give off some other what they call reasonable uh, gun laws, which are basically red flag laws, licensing age-related restrictions, which we have. You have to be at least 18 to buy a long gun and at least 21 to buy a handgun. And as long as you're eight over 18, you can at least possess either one of them. So we already have all these things in here. We have background checks, and it's not having an impact because we've already got this stuff, and it's not doing it because the people are criminals, and criminals will break laws. And whatever laws you put in there, they will break them and find a way to do it. So putting a background check is not going to make somebody stop from getting a gun. They will get a gun. Now, what is so nefarious about this attempt for the background check, universal background check process? Think about it. I have a gun and I've owned it for 10 years. And they they introduce the universal background check. So whenever I go buy a gun, another gun from an individual or whatever, they make me go through a background check, and that then that gets documented and it's recorded now. Okay, do you see where I'm going with this? We're starting to collect more information about who has guns, but then something happens with this gun that I've had ten years ago, and they come and say, "Well, show me with the background check that you did." To, to get this. And I'm like, I didn't. I got this long before this was a, pro- a process. So now the only way to make a universal background check effective is you have to first know where all the guns are to begin with. You have to have a starting point before, before it's effective to start trying to track and get background checks on these guns as they move from one person to the other, because the only other way you're going to enforce it is say, hey, you've got a gun. You didn't do it to get a background check done to purchase. You broke the law. That's the only way you're going to be able to do this. And after the fact event to begin with. So it's, it's not as effective as trying to stop it on, on, at the front end, right? But again, if you've got this ability to say, well, I've had these guns for years, there's no background check. And that is how these states are enacting the current uh, 
background check on private sales is they're requiring you to register your gun at that point in time. They are collecting your names of who owns these guns, and that is the ultimate reason for the universal background check. It is not for safety. It's not to reduce crime. It is not any of those things. It is what we continue to say on this podcast. They want to know where your guns are. They want to know who has guns and where they are. And this, the universal background check, to put get that put into law, then we'll make a retroactive gun registry that will have to go into effect. They will have to go and locate. And you'll have to register all your current guns, just like we're doing with pistol braces now. And then if you don't register your current guns, when this goes into effect, you're going to become an automatic felon because you're in possession of something that you acquired legally at the point in time. And you're going to, have to do a background check on all your current guns if you want to keep them and you don't want to be a felon. That's how it will work. So don't be confused by the, oh, this all oh, happy, happy words of universal background check. It's no big deal. You know, just we just have to run a background check. That'll keep people from getting them. No. They want to know where your guns are and how many you have. That's the ultimate piece of it. So you've got to keep your eyes on them. They're doing everything they can to come and confiscate our guns. That's what tyrants do. And they can't be in control with an armed society. They know that. And this will continue as as one of their tools in their toolbox until we can finally put an end to it. And we need to get control and continue to support the Second Amendment because That is what allows us to have all of our other freedoms. And they know it. And it scares them. And they do everything they can to eliminate it. So, have a great day. Thank you for listening. And if somebody asks you, what is your thoughts on a universal background check? Tell them, I think it's a very bad idea. We've got better ways to prevent gun. And one of those ways is put the people in jail. And keep them there. And we'll talk about that later in another time about enforcing our laws that we currently have. So have a great one. Thanks for listening. Share this podcast. Sign up for my newsletter. Do all those things. Listen to it on Fountain. Boost me some stats. I don't, you know, whatever you want, but just make sure you get the word out. We got to keep fighting for the Second Amendment. Thank you.